0: Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals that you have for your life and what next steps do you want to take to get there. And I'm your host, Darren Johnson. welcome to episode 95. If you're brand new to the show, first episode, or maybe you just started to tune in, welcome. And if you've been here for a while, welcome back. For everybody... Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. Every episode is unique, special, great guests, and this is no exception. We are joined by Mike and Charity Gill, otherwise known as Gillian the Girl, musical duo. Now, many of you know Mike and Charity, and for good reason. On TikTok, they owe over 460,000 followers on that platform, and they are known for their tight harmonies, big personalities, Their song repertoire is massive, over 600 songs. Strive to make their audiences feel at ease while they play the classic tunes that made us all fall in love with music. In fact, think back to For You, what's that one song and you hear it, it just takes you back. They've been all around the world, Universal Studios in Japan, they've been on celebrity cruises for three years, and now Gilly and the Girl, they're doing some really big things with their music and I'm so glad they said yes to this interview. So what can you expect to learn in this episode? A healthy dose of how to get out of your comfort zone and to take some risks and chances. And also, a really contrarian view about what is it that you want out of life. Do you want to be famous or do you want something else that might bring you more meaning and joy and purpose in life? And finally, you're going to learn about how a married couple works together. They're not here to give advice, but they're sharing some notes and some really cool insights that I think we all can use as we are growing and building whatever's important to us. And we're working with people around us that we love. In some cases, our spouses. And if you love Disney and Wicked and Universal Studios, and if you're a Disney nerd, you're going to relate to this interview. Okay, I think we waited long enough. Let's get into episode 95. Mike and Charity Gill, Gilly and the Girl. They are here. Let's go. Here, everyone, is Mike and Charity Gill. Welcome to I Dare You Podcast. I'm in Idaho. They're in Florida. They are Charity and Mike Gill. Let's get to know them. Charity and Mike, welcome to the podcast. It is really good having you guys here.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks for having
0: us. By the way, have you guys ever been to Idaho?
1: I have. Have you?
0: Charity, where were you in Idaho? When did you visit this wonderful state?
1: (laughs) I I used to work for Missoula Children's Theater out of Missoula, Montana. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, we got to travel all over the states, and one of the places we went was Idaho. The coolest place I went to was Stanley, Idaho, which was like oh that big, but it was amazing. It was beautiful.
0: Stanley, Idaho. Well, Stanley, I remember being in college, I think, and I was reading Outside <laughs> Magazine. I think Stanley, Idaho was on the cover. It was the, the ultimate outdoor town or something like that. I have been following you for some time and I, I can't wait to get to know more about your background. Charity, wh- where did this love for music begin for you? And, and Michael ask you the same question. Where, where did it all begin for you guys?
1: I was singing. We like when I was probably three, I was making up songs. My, somebody gave me a, a tape recorder <laughs> and cause I'm a child of the eighties and they gave me a tape recorder and they showed me how to record myself. And I would just hit that little recorder and I would, Make up songs when I was three years old. So, but uh, I remember listening back when I was a teenager to those and just realizing that was probably where I just started singing and loving it.
0: Charity, are you, your your voice is just—you have a fantastic singing voice. Um, and are you what what type of training do you have in that? Was it self-taught, or did you go to college or school for this?
1: Um, so I would say it started in church because I went to like a non-denominational church growing up and they had a worship team so it was a bit more like contemporary music and uh so i learned how to harmonize with them like they were just like do you hear this part it's a bit higher can you sing that that's just kind of how i learned and then i was in chorus in school and then i don't know i just i feel like i'm a bit of a mimic so at first i was mimicking what i would hear and i slowly was able to create my own sound
0: well your blend is is amazing in the way you harmonize. You know, I uh, I'm not a singer at all. I I I love to sing but I'm not a singer, if you know what I mean. The Eagles will come on and I'll try to harmonize with the Eagles and just when I think I've got it, I'll go off track and I'll never find it again. Mike, you obviously vocals and also acoustic guitar, really a talented guy. Where did it all begin for you? Thank you. Um I
2: uh I played piano when I was a kid a little bit and I um I just like to mess around with the piano and my mom always made sure that I had instruments in my hands. When I was a kid, I got a couple of piano lessons and then I started playing guitar at 11, Pre- predominantly self-taught, but I had a lot of encouragement from, from, from people at that uh, time, which was really important. Uh, I had you know my uncle, who uh, was, is a big guitar guru for me, um, that I've always looked up to. And so uh, just kind of wanting to be like him. Uh, drove me a lot, um, and uh, but I never wanted to play in front of people. That. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I I didn't kicking I, and screaming. I don't like singing like like she does as much uh, generally, um, and so I've had to uh, get over a lot of anxiety about singing and uh, and you know it, it's fun it's fun now because you know it's our job, um, <laughs> but yeah I didn't uh, I, I had to sing solos when I was a kid didn't want to do it couldn't get out of it. And then I just, it was, I ended up like forgetting my lines and being really embarrassed. And then I didn't sing for 16 to 20 years of my life.
0: You're kidding um,
2: Yeah, just, it was, it was, you know, it was just one of those things that really, um, you know, affected me. You know, she's dragged me out of my shell as much as she has uh, in the last <laughs> few years. Um, has its It's been great because I, I, I really enjoy the fact that we do this for a living. This is our job. Yeah.
0: You guys have four hundred sixty thousand followers on uh, TikTok. Not too bad. So, wh- where's that anxiety hit for you? Live or content or all of it?
2: Mostly live for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly live, but it it it, it all depends on the situation too. It's 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 a different animal now for me than it was even um, two years ago. I mean, it's it's evolving, and it's always something that you know um, that I'm either dealing with, or or maybe I'm having a good day and I'm not dealing with it. So. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're, we're not, I don't feel like we're, we're at the point to where we got to make content. We got to make content. Come on, let's do it. it was, it's just like,
1: you want to, yeah, we. Yeah, it, okay. it's still very passive for us. So we, yeah, we just, we, we don't want to put anything out there that's not kind of genuine. As
2: authentic as we can be, yeah. right? We want to actually yeah. be having fun.
0: I was talking to another content creator who does a lot of content on Instagram. And I was, I said, Hey, what is your process? What is your creative process? And I was expecting a five-step <laughs> thing. And she said, You know what? No, when it hits me, I go. What is your loose process for saying we're going to record something?
1: A couple glasses of wine. It is work doing the TikToks because we want to put out something that's going to be interesting and fun. The end of a day off, like we're just sitting at home, we're like, Hey, you want to try to record a couple videos? And that's usually what we do. We sit down, we'll just do a bunch of little blips of songs. So mm-hmm. you'll see us in the same outfits because we recorded it all in the same night. But that was just a good night for us. We were feeling good. We were feeling relaxed.
0: And we were- I was scrolling through TikTok. Yeah. And this is probably about a year ago now. And I stopped because it was your video. Thinking about this interview, getting ready for it. And I thought, why did I, you know, what was there about it? And truly it was the, it's tough to put in words, but there's an authenticity and there's a realness to the video that I saw, it was not only how you were projecting to us on the screen, but also how you guys were interacting with each other, how you guys were looking at each other. It feels like uh, 460,000 other people agree. When did this become something bigger than maybe you had anticipated, or was this the plan all along?
1: Oh my gosh, no, uh, no, 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 no. We, it was early pandemic and we were all stuck in our homes. And my friend, my best friend said, you gotta get on this app because it's a great time <laughs> waster. We're all stuck at home. You you would have you would love it. Anyway, he ended up liking it more than me at first. And he and he would show me videos. I'm like, just, what? <laughs> and so yeah. eventually I got on there too. And then we were both in that black hole of TikTok. Right. And um, I think uh, I would post a couple stupid videos and it didn't become music for us for, for a while. It was if you look at our early videos, it was just us making funny videos right she um, she did
2: a lip sync video yeah. first where she was just lip syncing to something and it ended up just I had, ended we up, had
1: like ten thousand followers overnight yeah.
2: yeah it was really <laughs> really fast like we, we and we celebrities sort of,
1: commenting on it and i was like all right what is yeah. going on yeah. what is this we so, literally just threw that together you know place. right now
2: we're just trying to be um we, we're, we're trying to upload stuff that that you know that, that we like that's also we're where we feel good about it and you know occasionally we'll be having we'll have a little fun with it too where we're not you know completely hamming it up it's you know our our growth rate has definitely slowed a lot uh since back in those days but we're you know occasionally we'll still get bursts of bursts of uh, uh like we made i think in the last month or two we gained like five thousand probably yeah. followers uh from a couple of videos which is great
1: yeah i try fun. not to pay that much attention to it but yeah. you can't but, i can't you
2: know. not i am gonna be like, I'm, I'm always like how many how many
0: I mean, you guys could do anything with your time and your talents and with your lives, and and you are now doing what you're doing. What was your path that led you here?
2: Career wise, I went to school for acting. I was an actor, and uh, uh, um, I did I did theater and um, and theme parks basically because Florida's great for Florida's great for you know theater and theme parks. And so I did that for about ten years after I uh, got out of college. And um, and then uh, I, I had no idea that music would be uh, you know, my main career at all um, until um, you know, she and I got together. And after a couple of years, um, we decided to um, see if we could get on cruise ships and see the world and, and do this. And it was terrifying for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like boot camp. It was seven days a week. We did that for about three years off and on. We'd be on cruise ships six months on a couple of months off um and then uh and then the pandemic hit and then you know we primarily went
0: land-based with it the you mentioned it's boot camp what was behind the cruise ship why did you decide to do that
2: see the world to travel we we got an agent we put out a video got an agent and then got on to uh got some offers um for i think our first one was in the baltic sea and so we spent six Whoa. months going around the Baltic sea. So like every, every day you could get off the ship, every day you wake up in a different city or a different country. Um, but you're working seven days a week. You're, uh, you're, you're playing, you know, three or four sets almost seven days a week, maybe a day off if you're lucky every two weeks.
1: That's why it's boot camp.
2: That's why it's boot camp for your hands and for your voice
1: in bunk beds. Yeah. In a tiny, tiny place.
0: Would you do it again?
2: Not like that, but we, we would do it again. Um,
1: we are doing it. We are doing it again, <laughs> but
2: not in the same capacity. Going to be doing um, in the near future it is called guest entertainers, where you're on the ship as a guest, and All you right. get a guest room, and you only have to perform. You have to perform a show two, two or three times, or two times, maybe a couple of shows, and uh, the rest of the week you're just on the ship as a guest. And uh, oh, that's and great. That's what we wanted from the beginning. So we've never done it before. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna see how how we like it, but we're gonna be in. Peru, um, in December. Um, good for you guys. Yeah. We're we're just trying a lot of different stuff and seeing what, what we like and what we don't. And we're grateful to be in a position to where, you know, we can kind of pick and choose and carve our own path right
0: now. how about your, your career path? How did you land to, to where you are now?
1: Um, so my background is definitely in um, musical theater to begin with. I started doing that very young, was in theater camps and stuff like that. Then I went to school for, actually, I just went to school for theater because the school I went to didn't have a musical theater program. You know, I'm a Disney nerd. I'm, I'm Are you? one of those. I am. I am. She I is. will admit it. Uh, we we have Disney pass passes, like annual passes, um, but that's for another time to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to work at Disney. Uh, I was like, I'll sweep the floor. I just want to work at Disney. And so I eventually got a job um, as a princess, waving and, you know, taking photos. Uh, I really wanted to sing, though, at Disney. That was a big thing. And they would not cast me as any singing role in any of the shows. There were so many shows. They kept saying, we're going to put you in this, or we're thinking about you for this. It It went on for like a year or two years. And I was just sick of it. And then a friend of mine said, they're having auditions for Universal Studios Japan because they're looking for wicked uh, we're looking for alpha and Wicked. They, they, they do like. Do you are you familiar with Wicked?
0: Are, are you kidding it's, me? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. So they used to do a condensed version of the musical Wicked in the Universal Studios Japan park, and it was like this licensed thing. They put it together. It was like a 35-minute version of the show, like full costumes, full like green makeup, all the big numbers, the big numbers, basically back to back with the sets. Like the Broadway cast created the show for the park and um steven schwartz who wrote the musical had to approve all of the alphabas so he had to approve me and so i got that job as from an audition here in orlando wow. and uh was like i don't care where it is i had no real desire to go to japan but i didn't care because it was wicked <laughs> so i was like I'll go right. where so anyway i did that for three years and i just fell in love with japan like wonderful country i was like i'm never leaving this place and that was just the dream job because I was singing, you know, as Alphaba. And uh Elphaba. that's actually where I developed prenodes because Oh really? So difficult. she did that
2: show three times a day, four times a day.
0: Oh. I was gonna and ask half, you and half
1: Japanese and half English as well.
0: As a singer, you just answered the question, but how how difficult is that music?
1: I I mean, it's very, very difficult. And that's I like I said earlier, I was mimic, so I was good at mimicking what I heard, but it wasn't necessarily in the correct way. So I feel like I was pushing a lot harder than I should have been. Like not, there's just a way to place your voice to have a nice mix of your head voice and your chest voice. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really learn how to do that until I started working with actually professional singers. One of my uh, best friends over there was this girl named Cassie and she's one of the most phenomenal singers I've ever met in my life. And just listening to her, I started to realize She was singing in this mix that sounded like a belt, and it was incredible. And um, I feel like I tried to mimic what she was doing. Yes, it is hard music.
0: (laughs) Very hard music.
1: It's It's hard. I couldn't do it now. I feel like I've not trained that way in so long.
0: So, Mike, you consider yourself a Disney nerd as well, and what does it take to be a Disney nerd?
2: Yeah, I I have some strong feelings about what my favorite Disney film is and all that sort of thing, and... and and all that, but but she takes it to, to to the the, the professional level.
1: Um, uh, come on, you're 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 people listening. worse than me.
2: There, no, no, I'm I'm not saying <laughs> saying that you 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 take it a bit more seriously yeah. than me. So
1: it's a happy so, place for me, like is. truly. And they say it's a happy place, happiest place on earth. Not for everyone. For me, that's true.
0: We have a lot of people listening who are entrepreneurial, and they uh, maybe even have their own business, but they work with their spouse. And I'm sure you two have it all figured out. You guys are just <laughs> dialed in. What, what? I won't say what advice, but what notes have you taken about what is the best way to work with one another? Um, Charity, I'm going to go to you first. What, what have you learned?
1: It helps when your spouse is truly your best friend because we um, we are very we are in sync in a lot of our thinking, and um, yeah, I don't. I just we just have so much fun together. So if we can, no, there's a lot of grace that has to happen when I'm not in a good mood. He tends to balance it. I don't know if he does it on purpose or if it's just happening that way naturally. But I think we just both kind of try to balance when the other one, we can tell the other one's struggling that day. We try to balance it. Um, and again, I feel like sometimes it is on purpose and in and other days. It just kind of happens. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Well, I, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's just how we, we, we tend to operate is when, when one of us is having a rough time. Uh, the other one is usually um, trying to be more helpful or trying to you know give space or trying to be sensitive of that. Yeah. Um, but it I think foundationally, it really, really helps to just uh, above you know the fact that we love each other. You just you gotta like each other, too. <laughs> Uh, because, uh, when we were on the ships for three years, we lived in a cabin that was no bigger than a walk-in closet and we had bunk beds. So we could not get away from each other. Um, unless we really, really wanted to, um, for a very long time and living and working together, like we're always still in each other's face constantly. We're going on 10 years marriage right now. Um, Congratulations. So, thank, thank you. you. Um, and we, so I feel like you really have to, um, it, it's it's easier when you really really like each other as as well as love each other so. because
1: i feel like like you were talking about earlier a lot of people are drawn to our connection um our chemistry I guess, our chemistry. Maybe. and yeah. we've had people tell us that and you can't really force that to happen
0: no. so
1: um i don't know we just try to not take it for granted and mm-hmm. yeah
0: good Well, I think that's really, really profound comments. You guys, thanks for sharing that because that difference between love and like, that's something I've heard from a lot of couples as well, um, that a key to successful marriage is there's something around that and you can love, but there's a, there's a difference though. if you really like someone, it really just changes everything. And so, yeah, it really comes across in what watching you two uh, work. You, uh, Charity, you brought up. If I have it right, did you say mimic you, you, that's a bit of your style. Tell tell me more about tell us more about what is what does that mean? How does it really come alive to mimic one another? And and Mike, to you as well. What do you guys think?
1: I mean, that I don't know. I just, I he makes fun of me sometimes because I will I will hear somebody say something and I'll repeat it the way they say it, and he's like, like I, "Don't If, do if, if that. someone has an accent, <laughs> whether it's you know
2: Southern or British or whatever. Um, you know, she'll just be like,
1: oh, really? I you know, don't need to do that.
2: But, you know, but I'm just like, stop doing that. I don't want them to think that, you know, but it's just an automatic sort of thing. Um,
1: I just like to, I don't know. I, I find, I find it interesting when people have pronounced things a certain way or sing a certain way. And it's
2: called like sympathetic accent syndrome or something. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what um, it is, but it's, uh, I have a bit of it too, so I have to fight it myself. But
1: it, it okay. comes in handy when you need, when you need to blend vocally with someone which is why I think when we first met, we were singing together just for fun, and you know, in our bedroom or something, and we just blended very well together to begin with because we were just mimicking each other's sound.
2: Yeah, people people talk about uh, blood harmonies a lot with siblings and with you know family members and everything like yeah. that. A lot of times, that really uh, comes about be because they they tend to they sound similar. There are people who. They're people who have similar instruments and they sound similar. But we, you know, when we try to in, just just lock in with each other that way um, a little bit. And so we've gotten a lot of comments about that recently, actually, too, at some of our shows. Yeah, actually. But, um, which is a huge compliment. We appreciate
0: that. There was an uh, article that I was reading. You talk about how you like to create these, these moments uh, that connects to people's special memories and the songs that you perform. I've never, honestly, I've never really heard a musician or a vocalist talk that way about about helping people connect with these special memories and the happiness that it brings. Tell me a little bit more about what's behind that comment for you, and what do you what do you enjoy about it?
1: So, you know, we we are cover artists. We don't really put out original music, and it's not because we don't want to. It's because that that's a whole other creative process that we haven't really delved into much. And We don't have too much energy for that too. Yeah, no. But-
2: but, uh, but yeah. you never
1: know what songs mean, mean the world to, to someone, someone. You know, yeah. you never
2: right.
0: know. Um, so, well, Mike, I don't know if you're in the loop on this, but via email, I requested Def Leppard. Charity was very politely. She said it's not, <laughs> it's not in our repertoire, but could you handle some GNR? And I said, okay, I'll handle it.
1: <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. There's music connects to so many memories for people, and it can just transport you. As you, I'm, I'm sure, understand. And we love music from the 60s and 70s very much. Yeah. So, And I think it's so cool to be in a room. Like, we were just doing a James Taylor Carole King tribute the other day in the Villages. I don't know if you're familiar with the Villages. Yeah. And uh, we did a tribute to them because he can sound so much like James Taylor. And like we had a couple come up to us afterwards. And the guy was literally like, I could tell he was ready to cry. He was just like, you just took me right back to college and blah, blah, blah. And
2: wow. just, it was
1: so special. And I love when that happens. I love when people come up and say that kind of thing because I get it. You know, I'm, I'm a very emotional, sensitive person in um, music, even, if, even songs that, but where the lyrics aren't necessarily profound or anything, if it's just the, the chord structure can make you emotional or just imme- immediately make you think of something from your childhood, something nostalgic. It's just the way we connect to memories, sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. It's it's a really special thing about music, you know. I mean, and we say this pretty easy. We we live in a perfect storm. Yes. For what we do, because we are around, we're around a lot of retirees that want to hear the music we love to play. So appreciate and appreciate. It. And appreciate. It. And appreciate it. So it really is a perfect place for us to be. We don't have kids, you know. We we have you know, not that many bills. Like we we've created this perfect little thing and we're just trying to maintain it.
2: Yeah. Um, we, 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 we feel very much in control of, of our, of our, of our life and our, and our, and and, and it's a great, great place to be.
1: And we're not trying to be famous. We really are not.
2: We're just really trying to, you know, um,
1: I don't just enjoy our lives
2: doing what, doing what we, and still enjoy what we do, still enjoy what we do and enjoy our lives at the same Mm -hmm. time. It's having your cake and eating it too, but Um, and, and, and it's not always going to happen, but, but that's something that we're striving for.
0: This raw ambition that sometimes can just lead you in places you don't want to go. But the assumption is you always got to just keep, you know, become famous. Mm -hmm. And for you, I, I I just admire how centered you guys are and how you're all, you're both aligned on what you want and how that helps you live the life that you want. Where, how did you land on that?
2: I didn't feel, (laughs) I didn't always feel that way. I wanted to be famous when I was younger. I wanted to be a, a, a movie actor, um, And so I wanted to be in movies. And then when I discovered that I loved, you know, doing theater uh, and the experience of doing theater, and I wanted to just travel around the country doing theater for a while. But, I mean, the idea of fame is always very alluring. So it sounds fun and it seems fun. Um, I
1: can't handle negative comments on TikTok. I don't, I never deal with, like, bad press. It would just tear me apart.
2: Both of our skins are pretty thin thin when it comes to that sort of stuff. We've developed a a thicker skin uh, from it. So yeah. where we can, like, read that stuff and just be like, oh, yeah, well, you're contributing to our algorithm. So thank you for getting yeah. more of our stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, sometimes it's just it hits you the wrong way on the wrong day. And, you know, that sort yeah. of thing, you know, sometimes we need to take a break from it. And, but luckily with TikTok, we're um, we're not in a position where, where TikTok rules us uh, at all. Um, we We have a pretty firm grip on using that app as a tool to just, you know, just to get awareness out there um, about what we're doing. And, and
1: we've made some really cool connections from TikTok.
2: made some really great, really cool friends. Yeah. Uh, you. Really
1: grateful yeah. for it. We, we ended up in a uh, at a jam session in L.A. once with um, There's an actor named uh, Jonathan Cid- Sadowski. Sadowski. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, he's been in several things. Um, One of the
2: biggest things he was in recently is uh, Netflix's uh, Sex Life. is a series Sex called Life? Sex Life. But he,
1: he um, the crazy thing is he—he he did a he was a producer for this this Christmas movie called Eight Bit Christmas that we absolutely loved before we knew him with Neil Patrick Harris. And when I found out that he okay. was one of the producers, we were just like, we love that movie. Yeah. And so anyway, he started following us on TikTok and invited us when we were out in L.A. on a road trip actually to come to his house to do this like jam, and he invited all these people that like the piano player for Elton John was there and the Oh my gosh, Baby Wonder and. And like all these like amazing talents. Yeah, here. we were, we're just like, why are we in like, this room? W- what are we doing here? This is
2: crazy. <laughs> but yeah. he, he was he was so wonderful, and and he, he we we met him through TikTok, and we we're
1: and we TikTok. probably could do more, but like I many things that you could do more of, and so Isn't I'm just kind of,
2: yeah, it's yeah. like
1: I I'm trying to balance it. Like, what do I really care about?
2: We have 20 plates that we're spending in the air right now with projects and. You know, um, TikTok is something that we do for fun. Um, yeah. So we, we want to keep it that way as long as we can.
0: I, I commend you guys. You know, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. You really do need to prioritize what's most important in your life because the temptation is always there to either get sucked into the black hole of social media or to do way too much in life. But I, what I love about what Mike and Charity are laying out here is that, yeah, try to do, do those steps to get centered on what do you really want and then protect your time and really just focus in on yourself that's part of what i'm hearing and i really admire about you guys mike and charity whoever wants to answer this but you know what i what you have clearly done is your career path has been one of sounds like saying yes to a lot of different opportunities a lot of different things and what have you learned out of, out of this path that you've been on, looking back at it now, what have you learned that perhaps we all can, can take a cue from you?
1: I tried to follow what my gut says, what my heart says. And I was engaged when I was young, very young, like 19. And I was lucky that I had um, an older person get through to me and say, you don't want to do this. And I listened. And I was very lucky in that way um, because in my gut, I knew it was wrong. Um, but I needed an adult to kind of get to me in that way. So I feel like, I don't know, I I do trust instincts. If I get a bad feeling about somebody or a a situation, I question it up and down and I try to step away somehow if it's not going to work out. But I also try to not get too afraid of something that seems like I can't do that. That's, that's too big for me. That's too big for us. I try to get out of that thinking as well because there's things that we're doing now that I never would think that we'd be doing. Um, I think you can speak more for that um, because of the anxiety you had for playing in front of people. Mm -hmm. But like when I, I don't know if I get inspired to do something, I really delve into it and see if it's possible, if it could happen, if it could work, if I think we could accomplish it. Most of the time the answer is yes, but I guess the big question is do we have time to make it work? Is it enough? All of the effort that's going to have to go into it. If it's going to, you know, if it's going to be beneficial our, yeah, for
2: us, it's going to bite into our happiness uh, yeah. and yeah, stress us out. Yeah. It's going to be worth our, worth the effort. That sort of a thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I would say that my, like my instincts are not always the, the, the best about anything most of the time. <laughs> so uh, I, I would say, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, to, you know, trust the instincts of others that you know are you know possibly stronger than yours if that's a possibility
0: charity mike where's the best way to follow you and all the cool projects that you guys are up to where should we go
1: okay so of course tiktok is where we have the most followers and we don't have anything like that on other socials um but we also are over on instagram gilly and the girl duo i think is on instagram we have gilly and the girl talk on instagram as well i saw that Instagram That's more of the silly stuff, but our website is where you can find our schedule. So like if you live in the central Florida area, or if you're visiting Florida and you want to see us live, go to our website and check out our schedule. Gillyandthegirl.com. We're doing a, um, group cruise with some of our fans, uh, which we're excited about. We did that this past March and it went so well that we're doing another one next year to Alaska.
2: Yeah. Well on the ship. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, it was, it was phenomenal. It was so fun. We, it was, we were terrified and it went so that much That was one of those we
1: things thought. we were like, we can't do this. We can't do this. Nobody's yeah. going to come.
2: We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what we're doing. Um, and it ended up like um, Being going, awesome. Get, going off like gangbusters,
0: thankfully. Uh, Way we to sorry, go, you guys. Yeah. Thank,
2: thank you. you. So we're doing it again. Uh, we're going, we're doing an Alaskan cruise uh, and so far we've got 65, Cabins. Cabins that are booked with us mm-hmm. right now. We got 130 people that are coming, and and it's it's for next July, July 2024. So there's still time to add some more.
0: Charity, Mike, uh, I ask all my guests at the end of the podcast, what is your I dare you challenge for all of us? What would you dare us to try or do differently to maybe take one step closer to our goals?
2: It's probably something a lot of people say, but but uh, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone is has always been the hardest thing for me my whole life um but you know just about every time i do it i end up either learning something or i end up uh, growing in some way
0: charity how about for you by the way anytime i can have a podcast with someone wearing a led zeppelin t-shirt it's a good day so what <laughs> yeah. what What? what's your idea or your challenge for all of us
1: i would say and i think this we would probably both say this, I dare you to, especially for those that, that can and that are younger, to live outside of the U.S. for a little while. Mm. Um, that changed my perspective on everything and it just gave me a new appreciation for the human race, uh, just learning a, a new culture and even a, a new language if you can. I dare you to live outside of the U.S.
0: Yeah, great advice and great challenges. Charity and Mike, Gilly and the Girl, this has been a lot of fun to get to know your story and to get to know you better. And I just can't wait to see where, where you take things next. Uh, it's been a real delight. And so thank you so much for being part of the podcast.
2: Thank you for thank having you. us. Thanks we appreciate it. it. Thank you.
0: Okay. You had a chance now to meet Mike and Charity Gill. I hope you enjoyed getting to know them as much as I did true talents. If you haven't done so yet, follow them on Instagram and on TikTok. Find them in concert. You will not be disappointed because they are just such fun to listen to. And uh, I hope you do that straight away. What did you learn from the interview? What a unique perspective on why are you doing what you're doing. And they're very values-based and very dialed in on what they want to do with this. So my question to you is going to be, whatever you are going after, your career or important hobby, why are you doing it? And are you sure that's the path you want to go? And maybe there's a better path, a more meaningful path that brings you more joy. So now that you're listening to the episode, who are you going to share this episode with? Friend or family, someone important to you? You're thinking of someone, so go ahead and forward that to them. Don't wait. And thanks for tuning in for episode 95. You have a lot of choices in what you are consuming digitally, and you choose the I Dare You podcast, and I appreciate that. So, we're going to sign off with Gilly and the Girl playing in the and background, and check them out on TikTok. You're love you to know this special couple. We'll see you back here next week for episode 96, everyone. I'll see you then.
1: goes on and I'm moving around the place I just want to look in the mirror want to change my clothes, my hair, my face Man, I ain't getting nowhere I'm just living in a dump like this it's Something happened somewhere Baby, I just know Start a fire